Hello, and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 89. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What is up, girls and gays? Um, so I think that, uh, I think that this week we're just kind of, uh, we're just kind of fully embracing that this is our podcast and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, and the podcast is for fun, so I don't care what anybody says about it. Uh, I'd like to make it known that we can do whatever we want. At any time. You don't, you can't tell us what to do. You have no control over what happens on this podcast. Uh, this is, this is, a this is, we own this and we can do whatever we damn well please with it. Uh, and so with that in mind, we've, we own the intellectual property (laughs) cartridge cinema club. Oh God. We don't is the thing. I haven't done that work. Um, (laughs) uh, so, so we've decided that, um, you know, we're going to be doing this podcast, uh, for the rest of eternity. Uh, and Mm -hmm. therefore we're going to have to find some way to over time uh cover the absolutely daunting amount of pokemon content <laughs> that is out there uh, and i'll say it there's too much there, th- quite literally there may be <laughs> too much <laughs> um and so we were like last week we were like oh let's do pokemon indigo league and we'll just pick some of our favorite episodes and, right. and then we'll and then, then, then next time we could do johto league or whatever the fuck but then i was like well i just really want to watch all of the episodes that have sabrina and the ghost pokemon in them uh because they terrified me deeply as a child and i would like to revisit them and i brought this up to mark and then we and then we realized collectively uh, that nothing can control us or stop us, uh, and we could, and the podcast could be whatever we want it to be, and so here we are. Uh, and I, I, I kind of envision this as as being so, like you know, Resident Evil is a sub series for us. Uva Bowl films are a sub series for us. Pokemon movies were a sub series for us, and now uh, I think arcs from the Pokemon anime. <laughs> It's something that we're going to do occasionally. Certain multi-episode arcs that are memorable and that don't really stand on their own without the other episodes. Yeah, and I think this is uh, these are largely going to happen when uh, Mark and I are really sick of whatever we've been watching lately. (laughs) And it's just like like a palate cleanser. Yeah, and it's so easy because, like I said, I can literally you put any pokemon thing in front of me i will be able to formulate an opinion about it because i've been thinking about pokemon since before i was in kindergarten so yeah it's it's especially easy because those early seasons of pokemon are all just available on the website for free Mm -hmm. and you can just watch them and and just have a day have a a grand old time you know there's there is uh there is definitely a, a a transcendent experience to be had uh, staying at your house all day and just <laughs> running episodes of Pokemon Indigo League because there's really no intellectual value f- to be gained whatsoever from watching no. the Pokemon TV show. Um, and and it's and if you subject your brain to that for long enough, you do sort of enter like a like a half awake sort of Zen state. I think <laughs> I've experimented yeah. with this many times in my life. I, I I I will tell you this. I didn't skip that fucking theme song one time. <laughs> I 
I let that shit run. I, I was, at first I was like, man, I'll just probably skip the theme song. But then I was just too lazy to do it. Second time, I was like getting back into it. Third time, I was trying to out loud name each Pokemon as it goes across the screen to see if I could still do that. I was like, fuck, Dratini, uh, Lapras. So, uh, so I, did, I, I did want to ask you, um, yeah. Uh, in in your in your opinion, uh, you know, as a as a as a music lover and as a musician, uh, how do you feel about the poker rap? Um, man, it's really hard. It is hard to talk about the poker rap in 2020 in the shadow of Brian David. Gilbert. It really is. I, yeah, I, that's that's. <laughs> There, if you have not seen Unraveled, uh, creating the perfect pokey rap, uh, I, I, I've recommended a lot of bullshit on this show. You need to go truly watch that. blessed I'm video. Sorry. Truly, it's just something special to behold. Yeah, yeah it is. I, it is hard I, to talk I, about it. Yeah, I won't. I won't get too. I won't get too far into it. I really don't want to spoil it. You should watch it. Yeah, uh, but the the pokey rap itself, um. It really is. Uh, I did skip the pokey rap. Yeah, like. well, it is. It is very bad. <laughs> it's quite bad. It's not even like, you know, like I'll throw on like it's trick to rock a run to rock a run. That's right on time. Yeah. Like like one of those goofy '80s rap songs. Mm-hmm. Like like you throw one of those on on Sing Star, you have a good time. Sure. But like the poker rap's not a good one of those. No, it's not. And it's also I the the conceit that you were expected to be. Watching the Poker Rap alongside every episode of Pokemon every day that comes out, and then memorizing the Poker Rap every day from just one, ca- and they're <laughs> like, like "All a- right, that's all ten of them. Time for tomorrow. You better get ready to learn more Pokemon." And it's like, "Fuck, dude, I haven't but here's the- gotten up here's to Tini yet." <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny about this is that like. This is like their their bid to like say, oh, it's also educational. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like a Sesame Street style like public program where it's like, oh yeah, this will help your memorization skills. Because I feel like that's what they were reaching for. And the funny thing about it is, uh, it tests your memorization just as well as you know trying to memorize the the the, the historical dates at which. <laughs> certain things happened and you know what we all memorized the pokemon and didn't learn any of that history yeah <laughs> so and i, can, I guess they I were can, right and w- w- which one am i using in my <laughs> in my daily adult life more often the fucking pokemon one because this is this is what i do i talk about pokemon oh my god into a microphone for not for money uh, at this point but like oh god it it, I it wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the question that at some point I am talking about Pokemon into a microphone I, for money. I, I truly can't imagine doing Cartridge Cinema Club for money. Everything about no, that not, just not, sounds wrong. No, I, I, I actually agree. Not not even necessarily this show, but just like, the, I just find myself in situations <laughs> where I'm being paid to do dumb shit sometimes. Yeah, that's true. This is relatable to you too. I'm yeah, sure. do you um <laughs> do you want to talk about uh, the, the episodes that we watched now? Yeah, let's just, I mean... It, Pokemon Indigo League is the first <laughs> season of the Pokemon sure. anime. It's it's Pokemon. Yeah, this, it's the, the first these, one. <laughs> the, the, these ones ran, um, I think it was 1998, because uh, it was like pretty early on in season one. Yeah. Uh, so that's the US release would have been like 1998. I was a toddler, and I yeah, watched this I, show I was a lot. <laughs> also a toddler. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and we watched episodes uh, 21 through 23, uh, which is the Saffron City, uh, Lavender Town, uh, killing and catching Haunter, and then trying to beat Sabrina's gym arc. Uh, and like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, we, we I'm, I picked this because it was uh, kind of traumatizing to watch as a child. Um, Understandable. And uh, yeah, and then I'm going to get into the plot, and I think you're going to start to understand why, right? Because, you know, so, so Ash and Friends show up in Saffron City. Uh, you know, and they go to Sabrina's gym because that's what you do when you're a Pokemon trainer. I'm not sure if people know this, but the, the Pokemon trainers are trying to defeat gym leaders to collect badges, which are then, uh, and then they go compete in the Pokemon League. Uh, and uh, so if, if you weren't aware of that, now you are. Um, so, uh, I, but Sabrina in this uh, is fucked up. Uh, so she, she is like s- controlling this smaller doll version of herself um that like sits on her lap and she speaks through this doll version of herself uh that can also teleport um and and various other powers um and and so that's quite frightening for everyone um such as uh four-year-old alex um and and obviously ash gets his ass handed to him and the first time he tries to beat sabrina um and then she turns them into into tiny doll people for a little bit and terrorizes them in her tiny doll town. Uh, and eventually they escape, and Ash decides that he needs to go catch a ghost Pokemon. Um, because ghost Pokemon are the only Pokemon that can can defeat uh, psychic-type Pokemon, uh, which is the type of Pokemon that Sabrina uses, if you're not aware. Um, now, I, I want to briefly take it aside here to point out that the show is lying to children here, uh, because in Pokemon Red and Blue, which were the only Pokemon games that existed when this came out, uh, the only ghost-type Pokemon are Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar, all of which are Poison-type, which uh, uh, lose very badly to Psychic-types. Uh, so many children uh, watched this thinking that they could go to <laughs> Lavender Town and capture a Haunter and defeat Sabrina, and then w- were thoroughly embarrassed. Um, yeah, Haunter would be maybe one of the worst Pokemon in the game to try to beat Sabrina <laughs> yeah. with. <laughs> possibly the worst yeah and i mean i guess i guess ash also doesn't use haunter to defeat sabrina at the end anyway so it doesn't fucking matter does it doesn't ash bullshit his way through every badge literally Isn't that like a it, thing it's so bullshit in this one we'll get to it so right <laughs> yeah. he goes to lavender tower um and in this in this one uh it's uh, uh, lavender tower is like a big old hotel or something um it's not a giant cemetery tower like it is in the games, which I think mm-hmm. was probably a smart decision on right. behalf of the, uh, on behalf of the, the team. Although the Ash show. and Pikachu do do fucking die, they in this do episode. they do briefly die. They experience they experience uh, <laughs> you know like the first stages of death. Um, and 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 he, and long story short, he gets a haunter. Uh, and then they meet Sabrina's dad or whatever, and they go back, and Ash wins through complete bullshit like he always fucking does, uh, which we will explain. How did you feel about these ones? I'm, just, I'm so... <laughs> that pause was more pregnant than <laughs> usual. <laughs> Girls and gays, I'm gonna... Well, uh, I'll maybe get into it on the post show. I'm gonna be honest. It's been a long fucking week. Yeah. Very tired, and... Just doing my best down here. Uh, it's Pokemon, so yeah, um, <laughs> sure does. Uh, I did want to touch on the fact that these episodes were 
the reason my mom wouldn't let me watch Pokemon uh, for a while. My parents were deeply fundamentalist evangelical Christians. And <clears throat> in the late 90s and early 2000s, there there really was a, a big media push against certain types like Harry Potter and Pokemon mm-hmm. and just against like violence and like witchcraft and and magic. It's that it's that black magic. That's how you that's how you know that your kids are commuting with mm-hmm. Satan is when they're trying yeah, and, to do magic when the only real magic is the love of yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh yeah, the only real magic is that when somebody died he magically made it so no one goes to hell anymore. <laughs> um real, so real anyway. stand up guy that Jesus. That was a that was a homie move on his part. Yeah, I'd I'd I'd, I'd take a bullet for that Jesus guy. <laughs> that that's pretty chill. Um so so naturally um my 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 mom like took a stand with the propaganda uh campaign that my my elementary my christian elementary school was doing did you guys have like assemblies where they talked about yes oh quite literally holy quite literally there were assemblies where all the parents were cordially invited to watch a focus on the family produced anti harry potter and or anti pokemon vhs tape uh propaganda holy shit Uh, it was a different time man and (laughs) It was fucking wild. Um, I, I, I just wanted to briefly touch on that. Um, the uh, the conclusion of that story is a happy ending. Um, my brother is a little older than me. He got a Pokemon game from my mom for a birthday reluctantly. And then my mom started playing it uh, also and got addicted to the Pokemon games <laughs> herself. And then she decided, oh, Pokemon's actually chill, so you can use it. You're not allowed to uh, go to Lavender Tower and catch Ghastly, though. <laughs> Hell no! That that shit's that shit's evil. You are you um, are to banish the the spirit of the dead Marowak, and then you are to move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, so yeah, th- this brought back a lot of memories of that, and I also just very distinctly remember, very distinctly remember, uh, like the the little girl sitting on like adult Sabrina's lap, man, and, like, really creepy. Yeah, that imagery stuck with me, even though I only saw this once and I was five. So. Yeah, this was like. <laughs> This was, like, the episode that I would, like, be scared was gonna come on as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw it, like, once, and, I like, any time after that, like, that I saw an episode started, I would be, like, anxious, because, like, what if it's gonna be the Sabrina one again? If it is, I'm gonna have to turn off the TV immediately. You know, it was like that. Like, and, um, and, and so coming back... Uh, to this as an adult, I, I'm gonna say that I was completely correct to feel that way. This, these episodes are fucked up. I don't, I don't know why they decided to make it so fucked up and so creepy in the ways that they did, but they just, it's, it's, the, you know, in the games, Sabrina is like psychic or whatever, and I guess she's kind of like, you know, she's holding the whip in her sprite, so she looks a little spooky, I guess. But like, she's just like another one of the gym leaders. In this, she's like, a like an omniscient psychopath. Um, <laughs> she, it, yeah, she she's just like a um, a a completely traumatized uh, d- uh, adult with the mind of a child who has godlike powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything about her is scary. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like the first time that you see Sabrina sitting on the fucking throne with <laughs> like the doll sitting on her lap and she's in like a Pokemon stadium with giant torches next to her. And, like, one of her, like, gym trainers comes in and, like, tells them that 
tells her that Ash wants to challenge her and she and like she just gets a little pissed about it and he says forgive me great one um and I was like man they're really they're really going hard on this yeah nobody calls lieutenant surge great one Um, I don't know. I so I like the idea in this. It's like openly stated that you you have to have telekinesis in order to train psychic Pokemon. Like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like the the so like all of the gym trainers in Sabrina's gym are all like in a room, not practicing Pokemon battles, and instead they're practicing like bending spoons and shit because you need to have telekinesis in order to train Kadabra or whatever. Um, it is kind of funny because like you don't need to be able to spit water real good to train a turtle. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's yeah, it's just the but, psychic one. Yeah, but like the idea is like Sabrina has like a psychic link with Kadabra and like is moving in tandem with Kadabra, and it's really unsettling, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, her father is like terrified of her, like, like you know. Eventually, Ash meets Sabrina's dad, and he talks about her childhood. And, like, you know, talks about how she just grew up just this angry, bitter person, and the only thing she cared about was developing her psychic power. And then it shows her just, like, touching a wall in her childhood home, and then it collapses around them. Um, and then... She's really got a, a super villain backstory. Yeah. Like a Magneto-ass backstory. It, yeah, and and then her 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 dad says, like, he's talking about, like, you know, the, the inner turmoil inside of her... And and then he says, this conflict caused Sabrina to split into two girls. And that is the only explanation <laughs> for, for what is happening with the creepy doll situation. There's one sentence. Ash does not question it any further. Um, they also, at one point, uh, Brock and Missy get turned, in, turned into dolls and put into one of her dollhouses and find out that Sabrina's mother is also been turned into a doll for, like, ten years, we assume. This is also not dwelled on at all. Sabrina's mom is just like, ah, nah, she's a good kid. She's just, you know, she's just upset. Um, and then at the end, uh, they're having their final Pokemon battle, and, uh, Haunter shows up, and, uh, and makes some funny faces at her and makes a bomb explode in her face um, that he pulls out of his mouth. And then um, and then she starts laughing, uh, and then everything is fine. Um, and Kad- oh, it, she has a psychic link with Kadabra, so Kadabra starts laughing as well, and so Kadabra is declared incapacitated, and Ash gets the badge. Which I which I thought was some fucking bullshit, but isn't can it you, always? Can you imagine if you were like playing chess, right? <laughs> and you just like think of a bit that you heard like the other day, <laughs> so you laugh real hard for like a couple seconds, and then the ref walks up and says, "Alex has been is unable to finish the battle. <laughs> she is laughing too hard." Like no. <laughs> You keep battling. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's also like like Ash is Ash is battling with Pikachu, and Haunter is just like fucking with Sabrina. <laughs> yeah, Haunter with like the mid set coaching. Yeah. like honestly. <laughs> and and Sabrina's dad is like, no, no, this is totally above water. Like this is totally this is fine. <laughs> like this is all good. He's like, this is fine. You win. Can I have my wife back now? <laughs> Like, it's so weird. It's, 
I mean, and I the only other thing I remember about when Ash wins a badge is doesn't he beat Brock by like turning on the sprinkler system? <laughs> he does. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Fucking fight your battles. That's some real Yu-Gi-Oh! ass bullshit. It's really like, I don't know, it's really shitty that like throughout this entire like 80 fucking episodes of Pokemon Indigo League, every single gym battle is not like a climactic Pokemon battle. It's a complete farce. Yeah, that you would want out of like, I don't know, like the end of an arc. (laughs) Like you don't get, you don't get a cool Pokemon battle at the end of this series of episodes because every gym has to be won through fiat i don't know why <laughs> um it is really funny so i mentioned how 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 uh haunter is just trying to make sabrina laugh um so i do think we need to address the characterization of ghastly haunter and gangar in 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 the second episode where ash goes to the goes to the tower and they're, the ghosts are there, of course. Because uh, they're basically the Three Stooges. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like Gengar and Haunter are just, like, hanging out and watching TV. And, like, like they might as well be, like, drinking beer together. <laughs> yeah, they got, like, a bowl of chips in the middle of them. And they're <laughs> yeah. watching, they're, like, watching sports. It'd be, it's like, <laughs> it, it reminded me of, like, all those movies where it'd be, like, Seth Rogen and like some other dipshit like playing Xbox and <laughs> smoking weed and like yeah. eating chips in the living room. It's a, it's a huge it's a huge vibe and like you know they they you know they go to this fucking they go to this spooky place with where the ghosts are and 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 you know they're expecting the ghosts to try to spook them but actually Gasly and Hunter and Gagar they just want to make people laugh man they just they they're just trying to have a good time and just. And and they and they're just trying to be funny. And then Ash roasts them so hard. It's it's so it's they're trying to do their routine. They're doing a little slapstick, doing a little physical comedy. And Ash is just like, this isn't funny at all. These guys yeah, aren't just, funny. Isn't this sad, Pikachu? He heckles them into crying. <laughs> yeah, they just they get so sad that they start crying. Um, terrible manners. Terrible, terrible. Um, and then they turn Ash and Pikachu into ghosts for a little bit so they can kick it. <laughs> like, I don't it, even... it turns out that you have to be a ghost to like get it, because uh, because once he's a ghost and he like starts fucking with the living for a little bit. He's like, oh, okay, I oh, get yeah. it. This is <laughs> Yeah, funny. so, like, you know, they, like, pull Ash and Pikachu's, like, spirits out of their body or whatever, and Ash and Pikachu are just flying around, hanging out with Gasly and Dodger and Gengar. And then they, like, Ash is like, oh, I'm gonna go out and fuck with Brock and Misty. And, like, goes and, like, lifts Misty, like, ten feet in the air and, just, and like, just laughs at her. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I guess being a ghost is pretty hilarious. <laughs> And that's how him and Haunter become friends. And then Haunter helps him cheat at Pokemon battles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <sighs> I don't know. The, the 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 last thing that I wanted to talk about is, like, this has obviously been brought up many times uh, by many people who are maybe criticizing uh, Pokemon Indigo League or the Pokemon anime in general. Um, Anyone who are watching children's cartoons very, very, very critically. Yeah, um... You you might you might have noticed that uh, Ash Ketchum is just dumb as shit, and <laughs> the thing that I noticed while watching this is like 
I remember as a kid, I thought Ash Ketchum was dumb as shit, and that was frustrating. <laughs> you know, like, you would be mad, mm-hmm. like, why is he so bad at Pokemon? Why is he so oblivious? And then you watch it as an adult, and you're like, oh, they know that Ash Ketchum is dumb as shit, and that's the joke <laughs> of, yeah. like, the entire show. <laughs> yeah, Sabrina's dad calls him dense, like, out loud. <laughs> There's like a there there there's a bit in this that's so good where like Sabrina's dad is trying to be like the mysterious mentor that's giving Ash advice who can also teleport, um, and but like he he doesn't want Ash to know that he's Sabrina's dad and like Ash has this moment where he's like wait a minute if you know all of these things about Sabrina and you have this picture of her that must mean you're a photographer <laughs> and he's like I laughed out loud at that it's part. so good. And like it like keeps that bit keeps going until the end uh-huh. of the episode. Um and it's really good. Uh I loved that stuff. Uh the way that everything wrapped up was bullshit. Uh Sabrina just was completely neutralized because Haunter did a bit, I guess. <laughs> and it it just it was just it just sucked. I wanted Haunter and like what did I wanted Haunter and Kadabra to have a badass Pokemon fight. I don't know about I don't know about I don't know about you. Fuck a themes. Fuck whatever they were trying to do. I want to watch Haunter and Kadabra fucking throw down. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they could have still done, like, a cool battle with, with Haunter still being goofy. Like, he has a move called Lick. Yeah. And, like, that could have been a thing that he does that's funny to the kid watching, yeah. but also effective. Yeah. If you, so, the in in Pokemon Tournament, the, the, the Pokemon fighting game... That's, like, how Gengar works. Like, he's just, like, fucking around, but yeah. also he's, you know, doing cool fight stuff. That would have been cool to see in this. That didn't Sweet. happen. Uh, so I thought that was disappointing. Last thing that I'm going to say about the Pokemon episodes we watch, uh, I want to briefly shout out uh, the part where they just call it a warp tile. I didn't remember this at all. That was so weird. Oh that was, my god. I that was so video gamey. It was, I was like, so what funny. the hell? Like, like, okay, so, like, if you don't remember, uh, in Sabrina's gym... In in the Pokemon games, there's, like, the tiles you step onto that make you teleport, or a warp tile, one might call it, perhaps. And at one point in this, Team Rocket pushes them onto one of, one of such tiles, and just, and they just call it a warp tile. <laughs> like, have fun on the warp tile, and it's just, like, it, it, it sounds like they're describing, like, an asset in a video game. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like if it'd be like if when Ash beats a trainer, they they literally out loud say, "And now you can use HM one outside of battle, like on the show." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Place. Like those early seasons of Pokemon do have those weird moments where they mm-hmm. hadn't quite hammered out like how this version of the canon works, and so yeah, it's 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 very funny. It's that type of thing that made me feel that made me think as a child because I didn't realize until like much later on that uh the show did not come first i just <laughs> yeah i i thought that the show came first as a kid i think a lot of kids did yeah yeah i mean i you know as a child i was just like watching the show and 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 buying pokemon cards and not playing the pokemon card game at all and then eventually playing the games and so it was all just kind of like mashed together in my head you know you don't really think about where everything comes yeah, from your your childhood is just a, a a miasma of Pokemon. It truly just is swirling around. The 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 damage that it has caused to me is incalculable. 
Oh, but you know, here's the thing. Pop Leo's a very good boy. Oh, uh, you know, there's a lot of That's... good boys. Have you guys seen Stone Journer? I like that guy. Heracross, that guy, he's uh, cool. C- Conkleder is real, oh, real fun. everybody likes Conkleder. <laughs> Uh, Jinx, that's a popular Pokemon. Remember Gothita? People, tons of great Pokemon out there. What are we watching next week, Mark? Um, I have I have one question for you, the audience. Are you a gamer? Oh my god, <laughs> we're watching Gamer Gamer uh, two thousand nine. <laughs> we're watching Gamer two thousand nine, the sequel to Sonic 06. No, um. Uh, so gamer uh, is it's it's gamer. Okay, it's it's a sci-fi movie, um, written and directed by Mark Neveldine and Brian Taylor, and it stars Gerard Butler and then a, a veritable who's who of two thousands mid-tier actors like Michael C. Hall, uh, friend of the show Ludacris. Uh, we got a whole bunch. John Leguizamo. What the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> I'm, it's it's ludicrous coming they, back is the real like yeah longtime listeners might remember Ludacris's uh extremely upsetting performance in Need for Speed uh, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be watching more this more this Ludacris is one of those acting. movies where it's like it's like you die in the game you die in real life and like you're 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 like in the game John Leguizamo was also in the Mario Brothers movie right that's he was Luigi, he, you know right? he's. He he's he sounds like someone who would have been in that movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. And so so there's a lot of returning faces here in Gamer 2009. Okay, here's the thing. I I feel like 2009 was way before the word gamer took on the like hilarious connotation that it has now. <laughs> Where every time I say the title of this movie, I can't not laugh about it. Um, so really, that's not their fault. But also, I think this movie's gonna be terrible anyway. Um, the only movie that I've watched that I can remember that stars Gerard Butler was the Les Mis adaptation where he played Javert, uh, which is a good movie. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe this will be as good as Les Mis. Uh, possibly. Um, I was thinking about the word gamer, right? Mm-hmm. And I really think that there was a specific moment in time where gamer became a funny word, and it was... That control alt delete comic where he's like, "Don't fuck with us." <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, that man. was it. And then combined with like Gamergate, where they wanted to be taken more seriously, and, yeah. and then they targeted gamers. Gamers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've ne- I've played every violent video game in the world, and I've never once oh, killed anyone. Man. Don't fuck with. Where and then he people... threatens people. Find the, the, the podcast <laughs> on the internet, Mark. Uh, Control-alt-delete.com. Okay, so... Um, you, you this is a real meandering kind of episode. I, I, uh, enjoy, I enjoy it when I feel like we're just freewheeling with our feet on the dash out here. <laughs> yeah, that's that seems to be the seems to be the the, the feeling today. Uh, we are uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema Club. That's at Cartridge. No, I'm sorry, at Cartridge Cinema. There's no club. Mm-mm. Do not ask us to join. Uh, <laughs> at Cartridge Cinema is the Twitter. Anyway, um, <laughs> join the Discord. However, it is linked on the Twitter, um, iTunes, and Spotify, and SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app, or some of the places you can listen to us. Uh, you should rate us. Uh, that's very helpful to give us that five star. Uh, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. 
Don't join the fucking military. Peace. Thank you for listening. Do not, do not be conscripted into the United States government's uh, pseudo draft in which they give poor people no other option uh, but to join the military. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about the, I was, I was thinking and talking about the phrase uh, "fuck off, don't join the military" and the "don't join the military" part uh, with one of my friends the other week, and it's like, you know. I, you know, I don't want to say don't join the military without, you know, the added obvious nuance of like, yes, I understand that the military preys on people. A lot of people feel mm-hmm. like they have no choice but to join the military. But because mm-hmm. that apparatus exists, I think it's all the more important for us to tell, you know, people, often young people, hey, don't join the fucking military. They are lying to you. You know, do not get yourself involved in this. Do not become complicit. Uh, in uh, the disgusting uh, acts of imperialism that our government is committing on a daily basis. <sighs> yeah, you don't you don't have to join our blood for oil uh, imperialist scheme in order to get a college education. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you do, uh, which is why this country is the worst country in the <laughs> yeah. world, and it's a failed state. Yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, God. I don't know if I have. The, I, don't, I don't know if yeah. the. I don't know if I have the <laughs> I, energy for a post show, right? I mean, like, I, I, that's chill. I, I I just happens to be like doing some like doing doing a big think and doing some research about the military uh, this week, uh, and that those those were those were my thoughts. Yeah. I, that, it's kind of that's kind of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, I had I'm really tired. I said I would briefly explain this, so like I'm gonna briefly explain this, like. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously I, I, I'm involved in a lot of uh, direct action for the unhoused um, here in Denver. And um, there is there was a, a camp right around my building um, that the we had reason to believe that the city was going to sweep last week. Um, so, you know, activists and organizers showed up uh, at like 730 in the morning on Monday and Tuesday, um, you know, trying to help people move, letting people know, hey, this sweep is happening, trying to help people clean up, trying to get people prepared. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's a really great example of how uh, reform doesn't work <laughs> um, because there was a class action lawsuit in Denver last year um, where it was declared that you need to give seven days written notice to an encampment before the city comes in and just sweeps everything up and kicks everybody out, Right. Um, but the way they're able to get around this is they send the fire department and they send the public health department out and they come and take a bunch of pictures and claim that it's a fire hazard and, or claim, you know, that it's a public health crisis or whatever. I was literally, uh, following a fireman around, uh, who was taking pictures of the camp and I was like, Hey, so you're going to send those pictures to the cops to, uh, come and sweep the camp tomorrow. And he was like, uh, (laughs) he was like, he was like, well, the cops aren't the ones who initiate a sweep. And I was like, okay, so there's a sweep coming tomorrow? And then he walked away. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, 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 it, and it's just like, you really have to ask yourself, what do they lose by giving people a fucking week to move a few blocks? You know, instead of, I mean, man, I straight up talked to a woman who came back from the fucking hospital and had no idea this was happening and all of her shit was just gone. Everything. And, and you realize, like, one, you know, no, it doesn't matter how many times we sue them. It doesn't matter what fucking laws they change. They will always find a way uh, to continue to punish the poor, you know? Like, and that, that, that's the thing is it's like it is about punishing the poor and it's about nothing else. And 
you know, what are they going to do when it's every block? You know, like it, there are, I've said this on this podcast before, there's a hundred thousand evictions coming in Denver. What are they going to do when it's every single block, when there is a camp on every single block? None of the cops that I screamed that at, uh, seem to have an answer for that. Or, uh, what are you going to do when it's your mother on the street? They didn't seem to have an answer for that either. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, like people got scattered to the wind. Some people got to move, you know, some people moved a few blocks down. Some people just fucking left the state, uh, got picked up by a friend and left. And, and, you know, it's just like, there's no reason to do this. I mean, obviously what I want, like I, yeah, I think the camp shouldn't be here because I think people should be in fucking housing. You know, I think people should be inside and shouldn't have to live like this. And like the solution is not to just fucking push people another block down because it's only going to get worse. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I like, I'm like very much gripped, uh, by this feeling that like, we're about to watch this whole thing collapse. Um, and so many people are just, like, not ready for it at all. Um, I mean, none of us are really ready for it, obviously, but, like, just the way that the city thinks that they can just keep sweeping poor people under the rug over and over and over again is just, it, it, it's, it's mind-boggling, you know, that they think that this is gonna work. Um, and also, I'll just say briefly, we have a, you know, we have a Democrat mayor, we have a Democrat, uh, governor, and both of them are strongly in favor of uh, sweeping up camps. They have both strongly voiced their opinions that the thing that needs to be done about the camps is sweep people's lives up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We will only achieve liberation through the ab abolition of capitalism. This is... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, uh, it's, I love this podcast. I, it's, <laughs> it could be about whatever yeah. you want it to be. I like I like when Haunter eats the bomb. No, um, no. The thing is, like, uh, uh, the only thing I'll add on this is that um, uh, somebody I I made like an offhanded like comment uh, about how like rampant the uh, the homelessness problem and the wealth disparity in uh, the Bay Area uh, is. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and some, some like Republican, like Chud commented like, yeah, all these shithole Democrat, ma d d Democrat owned cities. And I'm like, this is very bold of you to assume that I like the Democrats <laughs> and think they're doing a good job. I agree with you that these cities are, are shitty places to be for most people. And I agree that the Democrats are doing a terrible job of it like <laughs> yeah like when 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 will like people like on the right like come to they, they, they like won't. fucking whatever they, they won't ask, they won't. i know like, they won't it's just like you you have I to know you have won't. to give up the the idea that like conservatives are ever going to be reasonable people like it is no it is an ideology of just hate and yeah. and nothing else like it, that's it's really just, all it is it's so frustrating because that person is and always will be my brother or sister in in terms of class solidarity but he, but he will never fucking realize yeah. that and i would just like you gotta <laughs> you gotta to focus realize. on you gotta focus on your neighbors man it's it's yep. the same shit like you gotta yep. it, it, yep. like we, we you know we're never gonna convince conservatives through debate it's time to mm -mm. do work to convince the working class mass 
you yep. know, that that this is the only way forward. Yeah, I'm done focusing on, like, conservatives and, and liberals and whatever. I'm just focusing on my fellow man. Yep, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I am going to say it again. I'll say it until I'm dead. <laughs> Stop trying to convince your enemies through debate. Start trying to convince your neighbors through service. I'm done talking into this microphone now because this is a 40-minute podcast now. Mm, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> That's a podcast. I can't help myself. <laughs> you really can't help yourself. Uh, oh, man.